Welcome to the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Let's join our geeky hosts on this week's episode. And welcome to another episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. The podcast where the geeks drink, lubricate themselves, and discuss a topic of the week. Get very moist. Get very moist. I'm your host, Matt. (laughs) I'm Adam. And welcome to this week's episode, um... April is here, Adam. Yeah. And so we are not doing March Madness brackets anymore. Yeah, I don't, I, we're gonna have to maybe do a, uh, <laughs> a touch base on how those turned out. I think it was rigged from the start. <laughs> well, I mean, as of this week, after a week of the video game bracket, Skyrim is winning. Yeah, but that's natural. But. <laughs> Raiders versus Big Fish. Come on. I, yeah, well, we, we still got a couple more weeks on these. Okay. Um, my big surprise is how badly Chrono Trigger is not is not doing. I know. You think uh, like JV's fan base would, <laughs> would be rallying behind him? Maybe they were just like, I like the way what he's talking about, but I don't agree with him. Uh, who knows? I mean, don't get me wrong. I do love me some Chrono Trigger, but. It, I just, <laughs> it was the luck of the draw. It was. Well, I mean, let's be honest. We knew we knew JV was going to pick Chrono Trigger. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Either that or Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah. I. That's that's one thing I liked about the random number generator is we couldn't have any predisposed like I already know I'm going to have this matchup and what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, because it would get. <laughs> we would just have to debate our final on that end. Yeah. So I. It is what it is, but yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, vote. Yeah, go vote on all of our social media platforms, especially Facebook, where the polls at um, at Geek Drink Pod. Leave a comment, write a review on all your social media platforms and our podcast platforms. Let us know what you think about our polls, about what we're doing, our weekly topics, and what you want to hear us talk about. Um, yeah, but with love, that, love any ideas? Yeah. But with that we being definitely s- listen. <laughs> oh yeah, we definitely listen. Um, with that being said, though, folks, it is that time of the week. We're going to talk about our drink of the week. Time to grab your beverage and join along as the geeks discuss the drink of the week. And so we're going to kind of return to what we did the past few weeks, where we each have a little bit of a different drink. Yes. So, Adam, what are you drinking today? So I am drinking one from Two Town Cider House, which I believe is based out of Oregon. Yeah, we've done that yeah. one before. That's a pretty it's good brick. Uh, raspberry Comic Crisp. Crisp. Crispy. Uh, but, yeah, we're, um, that's what I'm going to go for. All right, and I'm going to try the last one we have in that in that mixer we picked up from Locust Cidery. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing their seasonal Rio Red grapefruit. Ooh, yes, I'm a grapefruit fan of all varietals. So, mm-hmm. um, well, cheers, guys! Cheers. Oh. That's very raspberry And that's just like drinking grapefruit juice with a kick. There you go. 
I'm not going to complain about that. All right, folks. Um, well, we've we've properly wetted our whistle. Wetted our whistles. We are lubed up and ready for our topic insertion. You know, they could completely take a lot of that out of context. <laughs> like, if you're like, oh, these people are wetted their whistles, they're <laughs> lubed up, they're <laughs> ready to jump in and insert into their topic. <laughs> Things are gonna get really bad. Yeah, good thing I, I have access to all the master audio of this. <laughs> <laughs> and I apologize, folks, if I keep coughing, my kid gave me the black lung. Got the black lung. Got the black lung going. Um, but now it's time for our topic of the week. What are the geeks going to talk about this week? And this week, we're kind of going back to what we are, I wouldn't say known for, but we, we do traditionally, is one topic. Yes. <laughs> Some hot takes and the wreck of the week. We're, we're not going to do the bracket anymore. Yes. So, but uh, this is one we've kind of been hinting at that we were going to do. Yes. Um, for a little bit, so. And and I think the reason we're doing this is not so much because we are fans of it, but I think it's more of we need Pedro Pascal to save us, too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we are, we definitely need that. Um, so with that being said, folks, I think we just gave it away. We are talking about The Last of Us, not The Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to make a joke. <laughs> like, Narcos! <laughs> but... Uh, no, yeah, uh, we are going to finally talk about The Last of Us. The uh, The show has finally wrapped up their first season um, on HBO Max. Um, yeah, it just, wrapped, what, it wrapped like three weeks ago? Yeah, um, we're just going to put it out there. Um, Mad spoilers. It's going to be a spoiler alert one, so if you haven't watched it, please just go watch it. And then you can join us and yeah, enjoy the topic but we we definitely don't want to spoil anything but i think uh also it's based on a video game that came out a long time 26, ago 2016 or 2015 i can't remember at all but um but it's been out for a while so <laughs> a lot of the stuff that we're going to be talking about has already been in the video game um we will do a Kind of a compare and contrast a little bit. Um, I know, Matt, you uh, you actually played the first. Yeah, uh, I played the first, game. and the second one was definitely on my list. Yeah, I, I think I have the first game sitting around ready to go, but uh, I definitely wanted to check out the show um, and kind of just... When I, when I got around to stuff, it was uh, more... I was like, oh, okay, I'm... I'm going to watch the show first, and then I'll play the game. So, we are wrong. This game came out ten years ago. Ten years ago. Ten years ago. So, I guess a lot of the spoilers... It's on you guys at this point, if you don't know. Yeah, I agree 110%. (laughs) Um, But we're going to talk about the movie... Um, and I'll give some key differences from the game since I did play through the first game. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm kind of surprised. So they released the remaster of Last of Us on PC. Mm-hmm. It is getting 
really bad reviews. Really? Yeah. Mm. It's the first Naughty Dog game to go to PC and have a 60 score. I wonder, why is that? I think what I've been reading is a lot of bugs and a lot of... um, they just, obviously has never played a uh, Bethesda game before. <laughs> Someone, I guess these people never played uh, Cyberpunk. Oh God, I I will admit, um, I had bought Cyberpunk, but it was on the Xbox One, and I had one of the like earlier <coughs> like launch models of that one, and it just played like garbage. So I did seek out the refund when they offered it and then i rebought the game when i got my xbox series x and it plays so much better i think i've mentioned this on the show before but i i own it i haven't played it yet jv actually got it for me as a christmas gift when it first dropped and then all the bugs were very publicized was it for did you get it for ps5 ps4 oh so you might want to upgrade if you can. Yeah, I probably will. I mean, I, I know most of the PS4, all the PS4 bugs are fixed, and so... It just plays better. Yeah. Um, can we still call them next-gen consoles, or are they just current-gen? Well, <laughs> when, do, when do they become current-gen to I, us? It's it's interesting, because everything's still releasing on both console, on both the old and the new. Yeah. Except for Hogwarts Legacy will be coming out later <laughs> yeah i mean i think that's kind of them saying we'll we'll release it on these consoles and hoping that playstation and xbox kind of just start grand or just shutting them down shutting down development on new yeah. games for those consoles i think it's hard especially when with the pandemic where they had all the supply chain supply issues. chain yeah. issue yeah exactly it was you weren't able to get these new hardware into like people's no houses. you couldn't even you couldn't even go to a store and buy me had to play the twitter lottery and that's exactly. why i did yeah. i i actually used my twitter only to stock um i guess i don't know what do you call them insiders who knew when things were going to drop yeah and, like i i i remember uh playstation had some sort of lottery system yeah like for, one holiday where I just signed up and I was just, they were like, hey, put your name down and you'll be randomly generated to see if you have the chance to buy one. And I won something for once yeah, in my got, life. Well, and I got mine because they were talking about, you know, they were exclusive to member members of the PlayStation Network and they'd give yeah. you the invite. And then if they had any extra stock... Mm-hmm. After that round, they would put it out for the public, yeah. who still had a PlayStation account. Mm-hmm. And so I just refresh, refresh, refresh. Public, here's my account. Got it. And I was just like, oh, I did not expect it. I mean, I only <laughs> hunted for two weeks. Yeah, it was uh, it was a pain in the ass. And then, <laughs> and then randomly... I walked into a Target, and they have an Xbox Series X sitting on the shelf and I'm like oh I'll take that thank you very much oh well I think we've discussed enough about PlayStation issues but let's talk about the game or the movie not the movie the the show show. Um, so The Last of Us if you haven't seen it or you need a little bit of recap 
It's a HBO Max show from the Naughty Dog game, The Last of Us. Um, Pedro Pascal, Bella Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you got Nick Offerman. Yeah, Nick Offerman. I, I, I Only in one episode, but he yeah, was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, he was a small... But small role in the game too. We'll I've, get into that in yeah. a moment. <laughs> but um, just a yeah, all star cast. Yeah, um, I think they all performed um, beautifully, and I think uh, this show's gonna win all of the Emmys. It's hard to say because the Emmys won't come out until next year now. Yeah, but all of yeah, them. but. Yeah. It's. I always find the award season interesting because you never see. It's. It's really hard for the Academy, I think, to look at stuff that came out so long ago. Um, we'll see. I mean, I. I hope all the best for them. Um, Pedro Pascal. For those of you who are new to his work, you know, you only caught him in this and The Mandalorian. Just um, go on TikTok. He's like <laughs> he's the internet's. What do they call him? Internet thirst trap. Thirst trap. Zaddy, yeah, um, and he embraces it. Why not? But, <laughs> why not? If if you're gonna be called all these things, just go and, for it. And he made his name well known to geek audiences um, with Game of Thrones. Yes, um, and same with Bella Ramsey. Game it of was, Thrones. It was a very head crushing role for him. <laughs> his. His eyes burst from the pressure. Yes. Uh, and Bella Ramsey got turned into a White Walker. There you go. Um, but for I mean, for both of them, Game of Thrones were their introduction into pop culture and, and, the, yeah. and the geek universe. And then you um, had, like, Narcos. Narcos. Um, the, uh, the Golden Circle. Not the Golden Circle. Oh, uh, Kingsman. Kingsman. Yeah, Kingsman. Yeah. He, he played... Uh, Whiskey. Uh, whiskey? Yeah, yeah, I think his name was Whiskey, and he was had the laser lasso. Yeah. Cool. And and also um, the Mandalorian. Oh, yes. Which Even is, though he's not technically the Mandalorian this in the season, suit. Most seasons he has been, but this season, because of The Last of Us, they used his stunt double from pretty much everything, and yeah. he just voice dubbed it, which he did for a few episodes here and there in the last in the first two seasons. Anytime he needs to take off his helmet, but he's still uh, the best uh, internet dad. Oh yeah, <laughs> I wonder why that is. It's like kind of <laughs> the new thing, <laughs> internet dad, because <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, Mandalorian. He's Grogu's dad, pretty much. Yeah. Last of, Last of Us. He's, He's Ellie's, Ellie's dad. Half deaf dad. Yeah. But it's kind of... I wonder if that's just kind of the... Like, the interesting story to tell, you know? Yeah. Like, have kind of characters, like, have that, like, bond. Like, adoptive parent <laughs> bond. I don't know. Anyway, but... uh I digest, um, but um, we should probably. Uh, do we just want to dive into episode one? And yeah, we can just talk. About, I, I'm okay breaking down the episodes as well as kind of talking about some of the overall themes we yeah. saw from this. You know, one of the things I think made it accessible to all the audiences, and you saw that in episode one. You saw it through the whole series. 
was it, yes, it's a zombie apocalypse, and I say it loosely because it's a mushroom apocalypse. Cordyceps. (laughs) (laughs) But never have mushrooms ever again. (laughs) It's, like you said, it's a father-daughter drama, like bonding and and that kind of thing, set during a post-apocalyptic world. And, like, the first episode starts kind of... I think it starts technically, like, what, 2003? Yeah. Is when it technically starts. And so you see Joel, who's, like, a handyman. Yeah. Working with his brother. He's a general contractor. Yeah. And he has a daughter. um, Sarah. Sarah. We don't... I don't know what happened to the mother, but... They never really talk about it. They're not... She's not not even in the games. Um... But, and his uh, brother Tommy. And then, yeah, his brother Tommy. Um, they so, live, yeah, they live outside of Austin. Yeah. So this is kind of, I guess, where we should bring in like some of the changes to the lore. Mm-hmm. Because initially they were like, oh, the Cordyceps, I believe, as I recall, in the game, they were kind of in the air. And in this, they were like, well... We had to kind of change things around to be like, you get it from a bite, you get it from creepy makeout sessions. <laughs> um, you get it from those things because if fungus yeah. spores were in the air, there was no way you could no filter that out. No, I mean... You'd be infected immediately. <laughs> and, and science breakdown for everyone. We breathe in fungal fours all the time. Yep. So, if if you want to be nerds, but, um, so that was one thing I think they, a uh, big thing they changed, which I thought was for the better, because it kind of, not only, n- no pun intended, made kind of the infection more intimate, I, and I'm not meaning that in a creepy way, but. No, I get what you're saying, because, you know, in the game, if you, you would have to watch where you're walking and make sure you didn't travel through an area where you could see the spores floating. Yeah. And this was very much kind of the zombie-esque apocalypse style mm-hmm. where you have to get bit to be infected. Or in the case of um, <clears throat> his uh, partner in crime, well, I can't think of her name right now. Tess. We'll Tess, get into that. Where yeah. she... That's episode two. Gets her tonsils tickled. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Just see, for you ASMR people. Yeah. And there goes another listener. (laughs) And we've lost 40 subscribers, or maybe gained some. Who knows? (laughs) Uh, Adam, we're not starting OnlyFans of your ASMRs. Um, So one thing I thought was great about episode one was when they're fleeing their home and they're driving into Austin and, you, you know, the houses are burning and... And all traffic the people jams. in traffic jams. It's almost a shot-for-shot shot faithful recreation of the game. And I appreciate that because the first... That that segment of the game and the segment of the show isn't from anyone's POV except for Sarah's. Yes. So, you know, when we're riding in the truck, we're sitting next to her. We're in the back seat. We're with seeing her. everything going with, we have yeah. going with her. Oh, um, fun little stuff. Snippet. Um, so there's a bit of a setup and a payoff. So you remember how at the beginning of the episode, oh, 
the, the flour and the they pancakes. They don't have yeah. flour for pancakes or cake. Um, apparently, um, they said that the cordyceps transferred via... Um, yeah, the spores were in the flour. Were in flour. From and so, Jakarta. <clears throat> which we can see in episode two. Yes. But I thought that was clever. Yeah. And one thing I think was <laughs> interesting about how episode one started... Um, you know, and we talked about this briefly when we gave a rec for the show. It's done by the people who did Chernobyl on mm-hmm. HBO. And you kind of see that Chernobyl-esque beginning where you have the two, the the scientists being interviewed and they're talking about where the next big outbreak of, of pandemic would be. In the, yes. And this is the 60s or 70s we were talking. We made a comment in the Mummy episode yes. played by the guy who played Jonathan. Yes. Um. <laughs> um, but yeah, they talk about fungal infection is going to be the next big thing. Not if, virus. Yeah. If global warming happens and it causes the temperature for these mushrooms to thrive better in a human yes. body. Yes. I also love the fact that, like, stepping on... Because it, it yeah. if you look at the science behind, like, like, a fungal colony, they have the ability to communicate yep. with one another. And so, yeah, it makes sense, like, stepping on something could send signals... Across like miles across yeah. and activate a bunch of crazy clickers. Which we see later yeah. on. Yeah, but we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> but um I just love the fact that the the team took a lot of time to develop the lore. Oh they did. And uh that really meant the world to me because I'm I've always been a fan of like deep stories and yeah. Also science. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, and, and kind of talking a little bit about episode one still, one of the things that really drew me to, you know, and I was already a fan of the series just from playing the game, but it, you could see and you could feel not only the fear in Pedro Pascal when, when everything's happening, the he panic. rushes home, the panic, um, but the grief when Sarah's shot. Oh, um, that, like, so... Again, getting into spoiler territory, and again, this came. This game came out in 2010. I knew it was coming. Oh, yeah. I, I still didn't want to watch. No. And my wife had no idea, so she was just like, what okay. the hell? Um, but for me, it was... It was true, just that feeling there. And yeah, like I knew it was coming just like you, but... You could feel the grief, and you could feel the the heartbreak instantly yeah. in in his in Joel. Yeah. Um, and you wonder is that like? And I'm jumping ahead. Is that wound that he got when he got shot? Because he got shot yeah. as well. Is that what's causing his health issue later it, on? A but, little, maybe a little bit. I know they talk about why he's deaf in, in the yeah because of. Gunshots. And... Well, no, no. We'll get to it when we wrap up a little bit. Because right. he kind of talked about what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing I wish they would have done with this episode was maybe drawn out a little bit more of that first that, that night and everything that went through and leading up to her death mm-hmm. and ended episode one right there. Mm-hmm. 
Because I think it would have been a good cliffhanger for those who don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. And also just that emotional hammer home. Um, which, that's just my personal thought. What they still did with the first episode where, you know, it happens about 20 minutes of the episode and you have the rest of the episode 20 years later in the Boston QZ um, mm-hmm. and you learn that Joel's now a smuggler um, with his... Yeah, well, kind of doing whatever he needs to do to make exactly. ends meet and survive. Like, this is what kind of people have become. Is kind of in that, and I guess we can, yeah, jump into episode two because it kind of blends in. Oh yeah, the, the two blend in very but, well together. Um, um, yeah, it's kind of what people have become. Like Joel's doing odd jobs. Yeah, smuggling, smuggling, shoveling, shoveling bodies. bodies that are infected. Um, and no one's not like everyone lives the way we live today. They're all yeah. in bombed out apartments that the government set up for them where they've just this is bare necessities you got Mm -hmm. barely enough to live by and and joel isn't doing these things because he wants to get ahead in life he just wants to survive he wants he wants a truck battery (laughs) yeah well that's the whole (laughs) point yeah so this is where we get introduced to tess Tess, yeah um, his girlfriend um anna torov who was phenomenal in the show Fringe. Was she? Oh yeah, she was in Fringe. She was the main character You're right. in Fringe. I, it's just I don't know why I blew past my head. I sat there like watching, and I'm like, where do I know her from? And it all came to me in a uh, weird uh, zombie makeout session, and I was like, oh yeah, Fringe. I. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not going to touch that. Um, but this is where we meet Tess. So Tess is kind of his partner in crime. Slash girlfriend. Slash girlfriend. Yeah. Slash they just want a truck battery. They want to get out of there. Yeah. Um, I did love uh, the line uh, that Joel had where the guy was uh, guy was just like, hey, brother, like, what's going on? And he's like, if you ask me about the light, I'm going to break your jaw. Yep. And it just, it tells you everything you need to know about Joel as a character. Like, he is so no-nonsense. But, well, it also brings to light, like, when Ellie's, like, bringing life well, out of him. Well, not and, even some, I mean, you, it's such a, I think as an audience, it, it, it shows, even after 20 years from Sarah's death, just... 20, yeah, 20 years. Yeah, yeah. 20 years. Because the, the yeah, change. Picks up 2023. Yeah. The change in Joel, because Joel is in that first part of the episode joking around with his daughter. And, yeah. and obviously he, he can barely take care of himself, and she does a lot of the parenting of him. Yeah. Um, it's And he's just a jovial kind of joking guy who is still very much the struggling to get by, doing what he needs to do to make a living yeah. and support his family. But he's, he's doing it. He's doing it. But then you see, 20 years later, how that's affected him so drastically now. He's yeah. no-nonsense. Like God, like you said, he's, he's going to... Harder. He's going to kill people. He's going to punch people. He just doesn't give a shit. He definitely kills people. Yeah. Sorry. No. Uh, if you're a little squeamish about that, that it's, might have been a good warning for him, well, too. But, the show isn't... Like we said, it's not a horror zombie apocalypse. You don't see... A, there's not a lot of gore. There's a yeah, little bit. Well, and... 
also like the whole zombie thing is sort of incidental. It's the B plot. It it is. Um, so we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, this uh, this is kind of episode two is where you kind of first get introduced to Ellie. Yeah, you meet. Um, well, you meet her in episode one. Yeah, and the Fireflies are trying to smuggle her. Exactly. The but this is kind of when yeah. you first get an idea who's who's who, who's who, and you learn more about like Joel, and you learn more about Tess, and you learn you kind of learn Ellie's attitude. She's just yeah. also no nonsense. Speak it how it is, teenager. But has a hilarious book of puns. Oh God, yes, that was my one of my favorite parts. Is you know, dad jokes galore. <laughs> I love it. I love um, it. and you know they're trying to smuggle her out of the Boston QZ, and they get caught, mm. and all the soldiers have these zombie detectors. Best, yeah, yeah. it's they can kind of detect the cordyceps, and, yeah. and this is where you kind of find out that she's been Ellie's infected been infected but she's immune yep and so this is kind of why she needs to be smuggled to the fireflies yeah so they across can, the country so they can figure well, out yeah to, well we don't even know if she's gonna be smuggled across the country at this point we just know they want her out of the qz to, yeah exactly but, but um you kind of get just joel being like joel and tess being like your cargo we're taking you to here we yeah. just want our truck battery like they and, <laughs> Well, she and and um, the head of the Fireflies, who is played by um, Marlene, um, well, not played by Marlene. Her name is Marlene, um, who was also played, I know Marlene. Yeah, um, Marlene is played by the same actress who played her in the games. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that that's going to come up later on because yes. there's a lot of the actors that portray play, Joel and Ellie, Joel, Ellie, yeah. Tommy. They all make they cameos all, and have some pretty decent roles in the in the show. They all do fantastic. Um, so it was great to see some of these faces. Um, but uh, okay, well then um, let's go on to episode three. Yeah, my favorite. Is, I think it's everyone's favorite who enjoyed the show. This is the first time we had. Well, let's back up to episode two because we lose Tess. Which we kind of we do preluded to. Yes, they're in the the state house and they're surrounded by infected. Infected. Tess has been bitten. Tess has been bitten, and they realize that they have to part ways. And the only way for them to live is for Tess to kind of almost fall on the grenade here, fall on her sword. <laughs> Very much like <laughs> take one for the team. Yeah, um, make out with a zombie. Well, I think. It wasn't her choice, no. but um, it was a very beautiful moment, just from a cinematic standpoint, where she's telling Joel, like, I've been bitten. You need to go. You need to get her out of here. And Joel just... Okay. Goes. Yep. Um, doesn't look back until the explosion... That yeah. wipes, or like, so it's pretty much they dumped out a bunch of barrels of gasoline and she lights a lighter. And then the and the state house is full of, it's an ammo depot for the fireflies. So. Yeah, and so she just blows the crap out of it. Um, and she tells him to go find Bill and Frank. Yeah. Who we meet in episode three. And episode three is just Bill and Frank with a little bit of Joel. 
Yes. Um, and a little bit of Tess. A little bit of Tess. Um, it's in flashback. It's in flashback. Well, it, I guess until, it's all like, technically flashback, but... Yeah. Up until, like, the very end of the episode. Correct. But, so, this is where people who are polarized on one side of the fence or the other. Okay, if you're homophobic, fuck off yourself. (laughs) Like, piss off. It was a... It's a brilliant story of two people falling in love. And it's just one episode of that and it was gorgeous. Oh, yeah. It was... It was so well written and you don't see this in the game because in the game... This is another difference yeah, in the this game. Is the, this first big difference you see in the game, mm-hmm. and well, it was I wouldn't say necessary in terms of Joel and Elliot's plot. It was necessary in showing what I talked about earlier, and this is a human story in a post-apocalyptic world yeah, with a zombie subplot. zombie apocalypse <laughs> is the subplot. Um, so this episode, you've got Nick Offerman. Um, Everyone knows. Best I just, role, I think. I, I mean, I love oh, yeah. some Ron Swanson, but I think this is his best role he's ever played. Um, so he's he's pretty much he plays a character called Bill. He's like a prepper. Um, and to those of you who don't know what a prepper is, uh, they pretty much they're ready for the apocalypse. Ready for the apocalypse. Yeah. They're hoarding weapons, food, water, stuff like that. And he. He was gearing up, and he like seemed almost happy that it finally happened because he was like, "I'm proven right." And yeah. then, all of a sudden, in one of his traps, we find Frank. Frank, who was played by, do you have it, Murray Bartlett? Murray Bartlett, um, falls into a trap and. Uh, Bill kind of takes kind of pity on him, but he's still very like apprehensive, very antisocial. Exactly, because yeah. he's he's that guy who was pretty much happy that the apocalypse happened. Yeah, he, was he got happy. rid of everybody in his town. He owns the town now. And he just has his own stuff, and he's completely fine with it. And then they, he realizes that he actually can connect with another person with another yeah. person finally. And they kind of connect over food, over wine, over music. That Linda Ronstadt song. The music in this entire show was great. Yes, and I'll get into that because at the end of this, uh, I have a note on here. On the Nature of Daylight. (laughs) Um, Probably one of my favorite uh, pieces of uh, orchestral, like classic um, piece of music. But you... um, you you see the story of them learning to love each other and also build a a community of two. Yeah. Um, which is, I think it's kind of badass that it made the whole town a bunker. Pretty much, yeah. They they pretty much fenced off this entire town. And Boogie trapped it. Yeah, it's like you have Bill, who's the prepper, who... Is obviously like he's setting the traps. He has the guns. He he's has, farming. He's, he's got this self-sustaining part going on. But Frank teaches Bill how to love life. Is kind of the biggest part. Yeah. That I took away from the episode is just a simple thing of 
Frank traded a gun for some strawberry seeds and to see Bill just giggle while eating a strawberry and enjoying life finally. And then like the joke is like, oh, yeah, I was uh, talking to a nice lady on the radio. And he's like, you what? Yeah. Um, And this is where we meet. This is where we go back into a flashback where... They um, meet the nice Joel lady Nelly. on the radio was Tess. Yeah, Joel and Tess. I don't know what's really. Um so it's Tess and Joel and Joel offers like, hey, I'll, like you kind of see like a parallel, like Tess is a little more optimistic and kind of connects with Frank and, a lot and, more. And, and Joel, Joel and Bill are just grump, grumpy <laughs> curmudgeons. Yeah. And they warned them that what they built was great, but they that fence made a gonna, target. Yeah, and we see that it when becomes that. Yeah, when the when raiders come and attack them, and thanks to Bill's prepping, they're in, the two of them are able to fend off about ten guys. Yeah, um, but are injured. They both get injured, but there is you kind of fast forward. Another couple, five years, I think it is. Yeah, and it becomes, uh, you find out, like, you think it's Bill that's... Either passed. Passed yeah. or so severely injured, and it turns out that uh, Frank has some degenerative um, disease. Yeah. Um, kind of unrelated to the attack. But uh, Bill has dedicated his life to just taking care of Frank. Yeah, they've he's made it ADA accessible in the town. He cooks, gives them the fine wines, and it finally gets to the point where Frank... Oh, God. <laughs> Frank can't even, you know, take himself out of the bedroom to use the restroom. Yeah. It's, it's just... He's degenerated to the point where it's it's no longer a quality of life situation for more of that. Frank, and not only that, we're in apocalypse, so it's not like he can get meds to... Correct. Help his deterioration. Apparently, Tess and Joel were giving them medication. But it gets to the point where Frank pretty much asks uh, Bill to crush up a bunch of meds, give him one last day, and just make it a good day. And they get married. They get married. He cooks him... Steak dinner. Lovely dinner. Same dinner that he cooked when yep. Frank first came over. They're drinking that that wine, which I know is super fancy now on TikTok. Probably, <laughs> probably skyrocketed their sales by a million percent. Um, but this is where we get the On the Nature of Daylight and um, soundtrack. And pretty much... Uh, it goes down the road where Bill also agrees to take his own life because yep. he... He doesn't want to live without him. He doesn't want to live without him. He says, you were my purpose. You were my mission on this planet. And uh, this is where it got really rough for me because it was just such a tragic thing to watch. Um, I I disagree. It was, I don't think it was tragic. I think it was... It it was beautiful, but tragic. It was a fitting end 
to not only their love story, but a fitting end to Bill being full circle. Yes. Learning his humanity, becoming... Frank taught him how to be... Yeah, a human. And, taught him how to love. And like life. Uh, yeah. Like love life. Just and, the simplest things he taught him. This was something like... Having a strawberry is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and so we see at the end of the episode they've they've died in their sleep. Yeah, um, they they lock themselves in their bedroom and they leave a note for Joel. Well, for anyone who finds him, but hoping they, it's Joel. They said that we hope it's Joel, and they're like, we've opened the window so the smell won't be too bad. Yeah, um, and they talk about please don't open this door. Yeah. And so they bequeath everything to Joel and Tess. Not yeah. knowing, obviously, Tess had died. And one of the things in that letter that I think shows you the whole full circle of Bill is the note says, I'm like you, Joel. I found the person that makes me love life, that made me learn about life. Yes, I was actually going to bring that up. Thank you so much. Now, um, before we go any further... The game had a very different no, it, it depiction did. of this scene. Um, Frank and Ogre stand living with Bill. They got in a huge fight. And you don't see this is all just talked about in the game in the cutscene. Yeah. And, and Frank hangs himself. Frank hangs and himself. Says, he's been infected. And he says, Bill, you're you're a miserable bastard. Yeah. And so I'm glad they didn't go with that piece. Mm-hmm. Because we've seen the whole story. Now, if we had not seen the whole story and we had just gotten that piece like we did in the game, I would have been totally fine with that, too. But, I, like I said, this is a character-driven human story of growth. And even if for Joel, and we'll talk about it here soon, love and finding the love again. Um, whether it's love between two partners or love between a father and child or adopted infected baby child um or just two two people human beings let's just yeah like let's cut the shit and say it was just a beautiful like this episode was well i'm talking about the series in general yeah but in general i think it's more about humans yeah like people being people because i think and i mean i don't mean to get too sappy ladies and gentlemen but I think that's the most beautiful thing about humans is that we have this ability to connect to one another. Um, anyway, uh, that's enough sentimental bullshit. Yeah, so... <laughs> I'm sorry, but this is the, that was the episode I, I immediately knew that this needs to win all the awards. And so uh, we're going on to episode four. Yeah. Well, I think we'll group four, five, because they, they and four six, to five, six. Yeah, they're all kind of a loosely tied together. So you've got Joel and Ellie now. They have the truck. They're making they their have way. Some they have whatever. Um, they have the truck. They have all the supplies they need. All the supplies. Yeah. yeah, they're making their way across Kansas, I believe. Yes, yeah, they're where. working their way towards Tommy. And this is the whole reason Joel's on the road. Yeah. He's he needs trying to, to find his brother Tommy because he hadn't heard from him in a few months. But also he's trying to... I think he wants to offload Ellie. Yeah. To his brother. Tommy. Because so Tommy was at, a, a member of the Fireflies. Yeah. So they get to Kansas. They meet 
the local leaders who have overthrown the Kansas City QZ federal government. They meet them. Is that what you... <laughs> they okay. ran over a bunch of them. Ran over a bunch of them, shot this, a few This of is kind of like the, the first, like, big evil character in the show. Yeah. Is Kathleen. This is when we first And get... she's purposely written for this part. She was not in the game, obviously. Um, I did not know that, but... That yeah. is awesome because she was excellent. <laughs> yeah. And so we see that she's very preoccupied in coming after um, a young man named Sam and his brother um, who are causing trouble for her in her town. Yeah, it's kind of like they are... They're not conforming. Almost, yeah, they're anarchists almost, yeah. but it was... You find out in episode five more yeah, the Sam, story. So Sam has leukemia. His brother's trying to keep getting him medication. And Kathleen is one of those people who, during this apocalypse, thinks that illness is weakness. Yeah. And we can't waste resources on people like this. So and we so need to he, off them. He, yeah. And so makes a decision to help out yeah. his brother. And do his thing, and and her right hand man is played by the man who played Tommy in the game. Yes. Um. So Joel, OG Tommy. So Joel and Ellie meet them. Um. After they're held up by gunpoint by these two, um. And Joel reluctantly agrees to try to help them get out, get out of, of the town because they kind of were trying to do a mutual like yeah. And we help you, you help us, yep. like we'll get you out. And we get to them holed up in a house almost out of town when Kathleen's forces arrive. And this is the only time, and I'm okay if it, you put your finger down, um, we have a big zombie fight. This is the first big clicker event. This that is the we only see. big clicker event we've seen in this I know. series. And I think this is the first time you get to see the. Uh, what do they call it? The bloater? Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, it's the first big clicker event. Um, it's a very sad ending. But um, so well, pretty much... Uh, not the fight. The fight ends up killing Kathleen and all her forces while that Joel was, and everyone escape. That was delightful. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I don't mean... like. It's one of those things like the... Uh, it's the I'm going to call it... I'll trademark this. The, uh, the Joffrey syndrome. Where... An actor, you are happy to see a character die. Yeah, an actor portrayed someone so bad so well that you're kind of like, yeah, I'm okay with that. Well, which is really funny <laughs> because the actress who played Kathleen, Melanie Linsky, mm-hmm. you know where she kind of made a name for herself first? Uh, no, but I, I, she looked familiar. Two and a half men. Oh. She was Charlie Sheen's crazy neighbor. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it was cool to see her do that kind of role. Yeah, I mean, um, hey, it just shows that she has range and... Oh, yeah. Like, I hope she keeps acting and keeps yeah. on going. Because it's like, I feel bad for that kid that played Joffrey because I know he he stopped after Game of Thrones because of all the hate. And same thing with, like... Um, the kid who played Anakin in episode yeah, one. Yeah, that was, that was really rough. Because it's like, it's not that they're bad actors, they're just... They might have been given clunky dialogue or 
or yeah. they're just so good at playing someone so evil. <laughs> so we get Kathleen's dead. They hide out in a motel Kathleen's just outside dead. town. Old um, Tommy. Well, they're all dead except dead. for Joel and the crew. Yeah. Um, and it turns out Sam, the little brother, was bitten mm-hmm. during this attack. And Ellie thinks that she can help save him by giving him some drops of her blood in the wound. Yeah, kind of like yeah. Native American blood like blood brother type yeah. thing. So like. they... they she She's going to keep watch over him overnight even though she falls asleep. And obviously it didn't work because he wakes up. He's infected. Attacks Ellie. His brother runs in, sees them, figures out Sam's infected, kills Sam, which is heartbreaking. And because he realizes he killed his own brother, he kills himself. Shoots himself in the head. And then, yeah. And I think, uh, like, the one thing I put on my notes was I think this is when Ellie further kind of... The first time that we see in the show, because we know in other episodes that she's dealt with loss, but this is the first time where it's kind of the world was cruel. It was, and, and she... There's nothing she can do. And she thought she was doing the right thing. Yeah. And it's the first time that kind of loss happens. Yeah. So let's let's move on to the next episode, Bash. We see them finally make it to Wyoming. Yes, they um, find Tommy. They find Tommy, his that wife. Was a beautiful moment um, in a in a very bleak world. Just yep. him finding his brother and his um, brother's and, new wife and pregnant. Yep, and um, they're just again they're just brothers being brothers, even though they disagree on a lot of stuff. They're it's, I mean. Yeah, you have siblings. I have siblings. We all know kind of how that goes. Yes, but it's just sort of like it was a it was a really powerful episode as well, where they were. You see, Tommy finally like made peace with his life in the world. Yeah, and they're and he wants Joel to find that peace too. And they're living in a community that is working. Yeah, it's not like. Things aren't as bad no. as what we've seen. And, and we see Tommy understand why Joel needs to complete this mission. He yes. sees what it means to him. He sees the effect that Ellie's beginning to have on Joel. So he agrees that yeah, he sees help that him get out Ellie's, of the community and get to Colorado. Yeah. And so also to, like we made a reference to the uh, the pun joke yes, book. Yes, she gets a new pun book. Um, Ellie throughout the show has been reading like really bad puns to Joel and they're obnoxious and funny and cute but they make Joel laugh and I think that's like really the only times you see him as a character laugh since the first episode and so we start seeing that shell break yeah the the walls are coming down yep the and, armor's coming off. And we see that on their journey to Colorado. Yeah. He's lightening up. They're riding a horse. The nudie magazine. magazine. That was that was last episode, but... Yeah. He, <laughs> um, he gets to talk to her. And because she found out about Sarah from Tommy mm-hmm. um, and some of Joel's past life, that gives her a chance to ask some questions. And Joel's... Yeah. Shell is cracked enough that he can start talking about these things with her. Yeah. And so 
And when we get to Colorado, we see um, them find the hospital where the fireflies were at. Um, yeah. It's obviously abandoned. And these raiders from a nearby town just happened upon them. Mm-hmm. And Joel has to fight them off. And this is where you get the big moment from the game that I think really cements their relationship. And and you were talking stabbed. to me about this. Yeah. Uh, because... So, we we had kindly uh, we kind of brought up um, earlier in the day we were talking about like different moments from the game. Yeah. And so Matt, I want you to. Well, let me let's break down into the next episode where it diverges from the game. At this point. This um, doesn't. Yeah. Now we're on uh, episode seven. Yes. So Joel's been stabbed and. She, he's pretty badly wounded. She finally gets him to this house um, in this little town nearby. And she starts trying to help stop the bleeding. Whatever she can do to get him to recover. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we get the flashback sequence to her pre-infection in the military-style camp. Yeah, and her... uh, Her Well, the way she's treated by everyone. Yeah. Um, her, Her best friend had escaped... And came back and busted her out, and they go to a old abandoned mall that's still in pretty good condition for being yeah. twenty years old. Yeah, well, and gets them to the arcade. They do all kinds of stuff, they and have this a is fun where we time. learn they they yeah they get to be kind of teenagers again, and well, for the first time, yeah, they probably were, yeah. they're born after everything happened, so yeah. they've never experienced this, and so we kind of learn. This is not only were they best friends, but Ellie had feelings for her, and we kind of learned that she liked Ellie too. But I think in this post-apocalyptic world, that's frowned upon because you've got to rebuild the population a little bit. Yeah, and it was kind of the undisclosed elephant in the room in this case. I don't want to say like a "don't ask, don't tell," yeah. but that seems like the most topical. I think Please so. Please don't cancel us for that. Like, no. we're very... We're if, not... We're not good. We're, so... It, it was a... that It was also a very beautiful backstory. It was, but this is where I'm going to bring up a... My hot take for this week. Okay. takes. What are they going to say this week? So this is my hot take. Good episode, not needed, because we didn't get this in the game. There's a little bit of backstory in the DLC, mm-hmm. but where I think they diverged too much from the game was this episode, because during this time frame in the game... We see a lot of Ellie and Joel bonding as Ellie helps Joel recover and regain his strength. And it takes place over, I think, six months in the mountains, in the cabin, in the woods. She's out hunting, gathering, helping Joel recover, recovers his stamina and his his health. And I think that's where they dropped the ball about, about this because, you know, this is where Ellie gets infected. Cool. Good to know girlfriend dies because she is infected but they and never show like what like oh we know she kinda, died well 
how do I say it? Um, we know what happens to the girl. We don't know if like Ellie had to kill her. Because, I assume yeah. it is, but... Who knows? I mean, all I needed to know was Ellie got infected. Yeah. But I think this kind of goes back to the... Um, Earlier on in the season, like, Ellie's like, this isn't the first person I had to kill. <clears throat> this isn't the first... Time I've seen death. I've seen this, and so... Yeah, um, so... But that, here, that's all it was. It Here's why I think... This is why I think it was an unneeded episode. We could have had a flashback where her and her friend break out of this little facility where they're training, go have some fun, get infected. Ten minutes. Cool. Yeah, ten, twenty um, minutes... We didn't need an out a whole episode of this, yeah. Because we move into the next episode where she's creepy. actually doing this <laughs> creepy cannibal cult leader. <laughs> yeah, we've got the creepy cannibal cult, who is um, the guy playing the creepy cannibal cult guy is Joel. No, no, oh, you're right. His it friend, Joel. it's is his it, like right hand man. Right hand man was Joel. played by Joel. Yeah, but this uh, this other actor was oh, he was great. He was unsettling. <laughs> Like he uh, so pretty much. Well, you know, like, he played him. Who Nolan North? No, no, no. In the game, sorry. Nolan North played. He played him in the game. Yeah, or no, that's not right. Hold on. I thought uh, uh, Scott Shepard no, played him. Fuck. Yes, no, Scott Shepard played him in the show. In the show, yes. Yep. So Scott Shepard was unsettlingly creepy. Um, but also very. Oh, it was great. Trustworthy. He did because he made the cult think that he was this born again religious leader and was riding was leading him down the path of righteousness exactly to salvation when really he was just a con man. Yeah, and it turns out that uh, one of the guys that stabbed Joel. Um, was part of this cult. Was part of this group. And so he's kind of promising revenge. And and they realize that Ellie's connected to Joel, who stabbed the guy. But and, the cult leader kind of wants to get with Ellie. And it gets yeah. weird. It's, <laughs> it's a good episode. And then Joel... Tyler Banks. Tyler... He's the guy who did the mocap for Joel. Troy Baker. Troy Baker. I was like, Tyler Banks? That's a that's completely wrong. <laughs> yeah. No, Troy Baker. <laughs> that's staying in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Troy Baker was the guy who played Joel, and he also played... Uh, James, the, his right-hand man. The right-hand man of the creepy cult leader. Yep. So... He gets stabbed yeah. in the face. <laughs> Thank God. No, he gets an axe. Oh, it hurts. Something. Either way, he's dead. <laughs> it's effective. Yeah, so... Boogie, woogie, woogie. <laughs> That's uh, also staying in, I guess. <laughs> me and my wife do that every time we talk about anything electric in the house. <laughs> Off topic there. So, we... Joel regains enough strength to barely go out and hunt Ellie back down. Yeah, like he... It's... He... They send pretty much... Ellie's tr- Ellie they does the heroic the thing into to the try. Yeah, Ellie tries to draw them away, but then they shoot the horse. Yeah, Ellie gets taken, and, and we get Joel being barely able, strong enough to take care of these four guys. But it's so, Joel. It's Joel, <laughs> and so 
Eventually they're reunited and we get to the final episode where they make it to Colorado. Oh, okay. And here's where... Hold on, hold on. No, no, no. This is where my hot take comes back into place because all of a sudden it's like, oh, cool, I'm I'm better, we're bonding again, but we lost that that episode where they could have had more of that bonding on that journey. We could have seen more of them and it, for me, leads into episode 10 where it's not so hard for me to believe that Joel all of a sudden is just fatherly figure towards Ellie okay. because you see he's recovered, he's better they've they've had a few months now the journey to Utah because they are walking mm-hmm. through Colorado to Utah which I am I would never do because it'd be a bitch ass of a walk there, there are some mountains out here yeah, and, and there's some mountains in Utah too <laughs> and you get there and we didn't get to see this bonding now on this, on this journey and it felt like now we're getting to episode 10 where it's or a little nine. rushed to get to the finale. Yeah. Or episode so, nine, sorry. The one thing I will say that hit me like a... Like a bag of dildos? Bag of dildos to the nuts, <laughs> I guess, is when... Like, so, Ellie is being chased by creepy cult cannibal leader. And... uh He's trying to do some awful things to her. Creepy things. But she... She's strong. She has this... She has the ability to overpower him. And she wails on him with a knife or... Yeah, it was, yeah, a, it was a knife. Yeah, and just... I think it was this, like, Yeah, stabs him until... Oh his, my god, it was just such a gut-wrenching it's a visceral scene. reaction to that scene um and i think like even um one of the things i found like really powerful was um there was they kind of did um they were having blood splatter but a bunch of it went on the camera lens mm-hmm. but they didn't ever cut away i think that was intentional and it was beautiful and it just ripped you apart and Ellie goes outside and she is so traumatized and Joel grabs her and she's freaking out and he's just like I got you I it's got me. you baby it's me it's me yeah. baby girl he says baby girl for the first time since Sarah and yeah god damn it that was so powerful to me no um, it was good but and it's a great scene, but we lose it in the next episode because we don't have that bonding time with them. Yeah. And so we get, at the beginning of this last episode, the flashback of her birth played by... Um, the girl who the played, girl played Ellie, Ellie in, in, her, the, in the original games. Yeah. Um, Again, and that was fa- fantastic that and, they actually brought these actors yeah. back and so to play parts. This is where we learn... How Ellie has her immunity because her mom is bitten during birth. Was that in the game? No. Okay. Well, well, cool. It is. It's a DLC kind of backstory part. It's not a part of the main game line. Um, and so we get that piece. Marlene is Ellie's mom's best friend. Has to kill Ellie's mom to save Ellie mm-hmm. in a roundabout kind of effed up way. And so then we get to them getting to. You see where Ellie gets her yeah switchblade. Her switchblade from her mom had it when she used to kill the infected that was attacking him during birth. We get to them being in Utah now, and Joel has this heartfelt moment, and this is why I say we missed a whole episode of bonding 
because he talks about why he's deaf. And originally he said, you know, years of shooting guns. Yeah. It turns out Joel tried to kill himself the day, a couple days after Sarah died in the mm-hmm. first episode and missed. Yeah. And it caused him to go deaf mm-hmm. in that year. And so, you know, this is where we see Joel truly, finally, fully opened up to yeah. Ellie. We get His to armor is just gone. gone. He's back to dad mode. He is. He has found a purpose. Yep. We get to them meeting up with Marlene again. They who's the leader of the Fireflies? Yep. And we get to them talking to Joel, like why is she is a cure. We've got her now. We're gonna find a cure based on what makes her immune. And Joel finds out the only way to cure or to find the cure through her blood. The is in her says, brain. Yeah. Because that's where the infection lies. That is where And the they, only way to do bond. this is to kill Ellie. Mm-hmm. And Joel first is reluctantly okay because he knows this will save the world. Ideally. But as he leaves, they or pretty as much, he's not left, he's still in the, in the hospital where he, he realizes... Pretty much are, he's told that they're going to dump him off on the nearest uh, overpass with a full pack. Yep. And he can just go his way. And Which is what he wanted to do from the beginning. It is, but now that he is de facto Ellie's dad and has this fatherly bond with her, he can't let them do this. So he goes full beast mode and kills the entire hospital with him and a shotgun and then he runs out of ammo and grabs the next guy's gun and he just does the the full on beast mode, killing everybody in the hospital killing Marlene, saving Ellie, and they get out of the hospital, they're driving away, and she finally comes to, and he he lies to her and says, they couldn't find a cure with your blood, we're sorry, but they've got tons of the kids they have found yeah. that they're going to work on to see if they can find a cure. So, this is where we come to your hot take yes. as we wrap up the season. The season. <clears throat> so, do you, the listeners, also... Do you, Gomez, think Joel was right? In I do. As a father, I 100% would say, fuck the rest of the world, I've got my kid. So, there was a very interesting um, interview with Troy Baker um, where they, they asked him the same question. And his answer was, um, the world had ended. Yeah. But to Joel, just started again. Ellie was and is yep. his world, so he would do anything in his power to defend his world. And so I agree. I think Joel did the right thing. I think it. And there's no guarantee they would have found a cure with her immunity. You never know, but that's not. I don't think ever touched upon. No, it's, it's not. just sort of like I think. Well, they say. We think this is how we're going to find the cure. Yeah. We we don't know, and we never will, because obviously he saves her. Yeah. But, it's like anything in life, there's no guarantee in this research. True, it, but I, I think it just became, for well, me, it was always just more about, um, if we go back to the main themes of the show, kind of human connection. And the game, human connection in yeah, in a zombie B plot. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I think the human element, the fact that we would take care of one another, the fact that we look out for one another, was more important. Oh, it is. And like I said... Also, the I mean, as a dad and I'm, a, I'm uncle to bunch of kiddos officially and unofficially but i like i would do anything yeah for these kids and well and and here's why i say this and obviously we have season two and i i know loosely where the game goes from here yeah this is gonna be hard yeah we're not talking about this until season two and we talk about it but you know i think like you said the world has ended. Okay. But Joel's world... Joel's world just started. It restarted. Yeah. And... And... Morality-wise, is this the right choice? Listeners, you tell us yes or no what you think. I guess we'll if you want to feel well, we'll, detached, this, but... Yeah. Like, well, we're going to put this picture, up on... We can put a poll. Well, not even the poll. We're just going to put this up on Discord and let you guys have at it. Don't go nuts, please. We'll we'll take a look and see what you guys have to say. It's it's just one of those things. I I was... That was my hot take was... Was Joel right in what he did? Yeah. And... Oh, I think it's a great... And it's a great way for it to talk about you know, as we wrap up this episode for us what it's another this... long one, sorry. No, it's okay. That's what she said. Uh, that's not what she said, Adam. <laughs> Shut up, Matt. <laughs> You're a meanie. I'm going to text your girlfriend I made you cry on a podcast. <laughs> oh, um, Boo-hoo. This is where we, you know, we come back full circle to what I said. We've said multiple times in this episode, this is not a zombie apocalypse story. This is a human story, whether it's finding true love with your partner, finding love in a child, finding brotherly love when he finds Tommy. Living it, to it, it it's just lose and find love. Yeah. Again. It it's a human story. It just happens this is the post spot of the world by a zombie fungal apocalypse. Yeah. It and is... Again, it's all B-plot. <laughs> it is. And that's where I think this show improved upon the game. Because the game... You can't have a game where it's just the story. Yeah, you have to have, You have like, to have a driving... Like, I gotta fight the raiders. Yeah. I gotta fight the zombies. You gotta have... You gotta have those sequences constantly to further the story of the game where now in the show we can use this as a subplot you know we talked about it we only had one two big zombie fights yeah and the first one was in a museum and it's very self-contained with like two clickers and then we have the whole kansas city it's sinking because the zombies are underneath that was creepy yeah (laughs) um so you have all these stories and the zombie thing is just kind of in the background. Yeah. You know, you don't see Joel and Ellie when they travel through the countryside on the lookout trying to be quiet, waiting for a zombie to pocket out of a bush. Yeah. Because and they make it very clear the zombies are really in the population centers. Oh. And that would make sense. <laughs> yeah. Well it does be, and they have to be nearby each other 
and that's where the source of infection is. You're not going to have a random zombie walk out into a field and try to find a new source. Also, I was going to ask, do they ever address... Because this was never... They kind of addressed at the first episode that like dogs could sense yeah. the infection. But I don't think animals get infected. No, for the most part, most animals have lower body temperature than humans. Mm-hmm. I know dogs tend to be a little higher, but I think the strain of fungus in the game and the show adapted to infect humans. It's not a zoological event. I mean, that would have event. been probably, if you look at it from an, like the mass population on the planet is yeah. mostly humans and then insects, which yeah. they did base a lot of this on the on the creepy fungal thing that pops out of a... It's, same, it's the same fungus. Yeah, it's creepy as hell. Yeah. <laughs> um... Well, that kind of wraps up our discussion, folks, Yeah, The Last of Us. We kind of gave our hot takes, but let's bring back a Geek Wreck of the Week, Adam, so... It's time for the Geek Wreck of the Week. What are the geeks going to recommend? What is your Geek Wreck this week? So, I've been waiting to do this for a while. I know our episodes have been going a little long. Well, and we didn't um, want to do these during the March Vanish bracket yeah. to take us out of that. Um, check out the uh, game, Atomic Heart. It's on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series S, and X. Um, it's on Xbox Game Pass for free if you're one of those it's clever not, people. It's not It's not free. It's you $14 a month and you get all these games. It's No, no, no. Awesome. I, I, but there you go. It's not free. Yeah, but it's great. But anyway. if you only play that game for the month, you're paying $14.99 for that game. Yeah, I'm not rather saying than you paying <laughs> 70 or 60 What are what are they charging for new games now? 70 Yeah. But so that's I just want to throw it out there. It's not free. Anyway, but um, check out Atomic Heart if you are a big fan of uh, uh, games like Bioshock. Um, it's kind of a cool first-person shooter in a unique dystopian world um and it's just not made by bioware we discussed that last week we did we say that last yeah week because all? you played we did mass effect and bioshock uh, well, and mass effects made by bioware and that's why uh, yeah yeah well anyway sorry <laughs> tangent well, anyway matt could have edited that out <laughs> but he just wants to embarrass me no no i just think it's funny that a bio the game bioshock is not made by a company called bioware yeah it's made by 2K and um, I forget the the other developer. Insomnia? No, no, it's um the same ones who did. They did Bioshock One. Yeah. Bioshock Infinite did System Shock. 2K two. Australia, 2K Games, and yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But um. But check out uh, Atomic Heart. It's uh, it's it's fun. It's a cool little first-person shooter with some RPG mechanics to it. So if you liked Bioshock, check that one out. All right. Yeah. What about uh, you, Focus Matt? Entertainment made Atomic Heart. Okay. Okay. Well, my um, Geek Wreck of the Week is not a show or game. It's a product. And I'm holding it. It's the Frome case. Oh, yeah, you were telling me about so, this earlier. They make artwork and cell phone cases based on your favorite show, uh, movies and music. 
And they for for the movies they take the average color of every scene in the movie and make it into a kaleidoscope kind of thing on mm-hmm. your phone. Um, and bonus points if you can guess what he has picked as his favorite movie. <laughs> Not my favorite movie, but I think... I looked at a bunch of different color schemes. Aren't you serious? It's not my favorite movie. Because we already discussed in our movie bracket, it didn't make the finals. <laughs> it, didn't make, it was on there. So It was on there. Bonus points to whoever can <laughs> guess that. Um, but it, cool case. 40 bucks. Um, it's drop resistant. It's got the whole bumpers and the shock absorbers in there. Nice. Um, but I recommend checking them out. They have artwork with the same thing for canvas artwork you can hang. I don't know how they do the music. I think it's like some... I don't know how you find the average color in every song. Is it like they put it into the Windows Media Player? (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? I'm joking. (laughs) Completely joking. We'll we'll look it up and let you know next week. But that's my Geek Greg of the Week. Awesome. Alright, folks. Well, that wraps us up this week. Um... Talking about The Last of Us, this is... I, I know it's been a long episode, but it was worth it. Oh, yeah. But this is, I think, for us, the, only the second time we've talked about something very recent. We did the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And yes. The, so, um, But, yeah, please just uh, let us know what you guys want us to talk yeah. about. Like, we're, like I said, we, uh, we're very open to suggestions. I know we try and do some fun little theme things, but... Um, we definitely want to hear your feedback, so just uh, like, follow, subscribe, comment, ring the bell. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, so all the social media platforms at Drink Geek Drink Pod, Geek Drink Pod, and that includes TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, yes. Twitter, Discord. We're there. Yeah, we're we're there, and. Uh, I know we try and uh, update when we can. Um, little little tidbits when yep. <laughs> in between episodes. Um, but yeah, just uh, check us out. All right, folks. Well, that wraps us up today. We want to thank you for listening. Let us know your thoughts on The Last of Us. And we will talk to you all later. You all have a great geek week. Take geek- it easy. Oh, God. Great geek week. Take it easy. I got that one right. (laughs) All right. Goodbye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Tune in next week to see what our geeky host will discuss next week. Goodbye.